TikTok duets get duplicated on Instagram and Snapchat, Facebook opens up newsfeed customization, Clubhouse plans monetization options, and ScreenShop coming to Snapchat. It's Monday, April 12th, 2021. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 442 of Brave Ad World. Consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 442 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week, or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and back after taking a, a week break from it, did not get to it last week. So this week, it's it's kind of a pretty packed episode. There's a lot to talk about this week. So let's get into it and talk about TikTok basically being everywhere. So Instagram and Snap, they're working to duplicate TikTok's duets feature. They've been working to duplicate many of TikTok's features over the last year or so. Um, But duets, it's a feature that allows one user to sort of build on another user's TikTok with a side-by-side video. So Instagram's answer to duets is called Remix This Reel. The ability to remix is going to be added to all public accounts by default, but by default, but but users can choose to disallow remixes should they so choose. If they don't want people collaborating or adding to their content, they can disable it, but it's going to be added by default if your account's public. When a user's reel is remixed, that user will receive a notification. Snapchat, they're working on a feature of their own called Remix Snap. That's Snap's version, which is also in testing. Uh, whether or not you're in on TikTok, I mean, TikTok, it, it, whether or not you're on TikTok, TikTok is on what you're on. The collaboration of content pioneered by TikTok, it's an engaging feature. It's really no surprise to see it being copied. I think every platform is a little afraid of what TikTok is doing and the engagement they're seeing on their platform. And they're saying, hey, you can do that on our platforms too. Platforms copying each other, it's sort of been the name of the game of social platforming as of late, probably for the last like five years or so. For brands though, this is particularly exciting because as brands, like they should consider not just what content they're putting out there, but also how that content can be used by users for collaborations. So even if you're not on TikTok, you're going to be using a lot more TikTok features moving forward. So consider how people are going to be adding to collaborating with your brand content. Uh, It's going to spark engagement and it could make you stand out on these other platforms with these new features. All right, let's talk about Facebook. So Facebook's newsfeed, it has been, it has courted a lot of controversy. Whenever it changes, users are typically angry. And where it's been in the past is the changes it's made has been taking away control from users and giving more control to algorithms. Well, now Facebook is sort of reversing that. Facebook is giving users more tools to control what they see in their newsfeed and what they don't, which includes deprioritizing the role of the algorithm. The algorithm has been under particularly heightened scrutiny as news has come forward that Facebook's efforts to prioritize engagement led the algorithm to surface content that's, I mean, at best polarizing, 
at worst inflammatory or even flat out untrue. It's also frustrated some users who said they would actually prefer to see content in chronological order, not the order that the algorithm wants to surface it in. And now Facebook has had the the ability to make your newsfeed content fill out in chronological order, but that feature it was largely hidden. It was difficult to find. So now users are going to have much easier access to tools that let them, for example, favorite certain friends, favorite certain pages to make sure they see all of their updates. They'll also be able to select most recent to see content in chronological order. It's really interesting to see Facebook's moves here as it's another way for Facebook to sort of take a hands-off approach to the content users see. Now, Facebook is saying like it's not about the algorithm. It can argue that it's in the hands of users what content that they see. And it's less likely charges of censorship will hold up. So definitely something to watch. Facebook has their eyes on regulation and some of the sort of sins of their past on the her. Uh, on their radar, and they're really looking to remove as much fault from themselves as possible. All right, let's talk about Clubhouse because Clubhouse has probably been the biggest story for the last month and a half or so. Clubhouse, uh, this week, they, they launched payments. This is a new feature designed to help creators monetize their content on the platform, and it's a tipping feature with 100% of user contributions going directly to the creators. That's the case for now, at least, but I mean, 100% at the moment. This effort, it's on top of an accelerator program that I talked about a couple of weeks ago designed to help a handful of creators jumpstart their presence on the platform. And the move, it really comes when every tech company out there has their sights on duplicating much of Clubhouse's functionality on their platforms. But payments... It's, it's one way for Clubhouse to incentivize content creators and get them to stick with its platform. Creators are soon going to have a slew of options for live video with existing live streaming options like, like Instagram and Twitch, but also new audio-only features coming to Spotify, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Twitter was so interested in Clubhouse that it actively looked to acquire it for around $4 billion. Those discussions, they have since ceased, and it's not clear why, but it underscores just how interested Twitter is in being in this space with its competitive feature spaces. Then there's Facebook, which just launched an experimental app called Hotline. That, that It does a lot of what Clubhouse is doing. Hotline, it has video components with the ability to host presentations and have Q&A with the audience. So it's a little different. It's not a copy and paste of what Clubhouse is doing, but apparently there is a separate project from Hotline that is a copy and paste of what Clubhouse is doing. This space, it's getting very competitive very quickly with very big players jumping in. Clubhouse is working to shore up its creators with payments now, but, but one could easily see paid events, paid subscriptions coming down the line. Features, they're going to be really easy to copy, but creators, they're difficult to duplicate and difficult to replicate, as we've seen with Seth Rogen on on Spotify. Clubhouse is hoping it can, not Seth Rogen, oh my gosh, uh, Joe Rogen. Uh, Clubhouse is hoping it, it, it can hold on to what it has and maybe even bring others on board. All right, the last story I want to talk about 
is ScreenShop and Snapchat. Investors, they've been welcoming Snap's latest investments in e-commerce and a new feature is on its way called ScreenShop. ScreenShop can detect clothing and furniture and screenshots shared by users and then it links users to websites to purchase the products in the screenshot. The feature, it's built on technology that Snap obtained when it acquired Craze and Fit Analytics. Craze was a technology that boasted the ability to detect 10 million products from 400 different brands. Once implemented, Snap will be able to generate commission revenue from all the purchases sent through this feature. Now, Snap's been making a lot of investments in in the e-commerce space. We've seen things like, like Bitmoji outfits. We've seen things like AR shopping. Snap's viewing the camera is a gateway to the commerce experience, and it's coming at a really good time. More users than ever have gotten used to shopping online, but one of the biggest things missing from online shopping has been the ability to tangibly experience the product. Snap sees its role as helping users get a tangible product experience before purchase on their mobile devices. All right, That's it for the main stories that I wanted to talk about. Now I'm going to dive into uh, quite a few news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happen at a high level that I didn't delve into earlier. So first up, Colorado may be joining Virginia and California. I believe Florida is is moving legislation forward too in approving a consumer privacy law. It's in the early stages of approval, but it represents yet another potential law in a state-by-state patchwork system of privacy legislation. New York is also considering similar measures, and Congress is evaluating options for federal law. LinkedIn is placing an even greater emphasis on influencer content with a new creator mode feature that allows users to follow creator profiles to see their content without needing to connect with them. The goal is to incentivize more users to become so-called creators on the platform. Uh, Like I said earlier, the race to compete with Clubhouse is on. Spotify has acquired Betty Labs, the owner of Locker Room, a social audio app focused on sports. The acquisition, it could allow Spotify to expand its non-music audio content like podcasts to include, include live social audio as well. LinkedIn, they're working on a competitive social audio feature as well. While Spotify's offering may focus primarily on sports at first because that's where Locker Room has been in the past, LinkedIn's would likely be more focused on professional development, something that Clubhouse has grown in rapid popularity around. Twitter has rolled out 26 different video topics that have been deemed lighthearted, quote, lighthearted, and in turn are determined to be brand safe. The topics will be part of Twitter's video ad program, Amplify, and advertisers will be able to place their ads next to so-called brand safe content. Twitter has added GIFs and emoji stickers support to Fleets. So Fleets, their Twitter's social Uh, their Twitter's stories-like feature with content that disappear after 24 hours, customization options. They've been fairly light, but it looks like Twitter is working to give users more options. Facebook Analytics is going to cease to operate on June 30th. Facebook is telling brands to look at Ads Manager, Events Manager, and Facebook Business Suite to measure performance. I think it's all in a move that Facebook is clearly moving has clearly moved on from being a sort of brand social engagement platform to being a a lot more of a paid advertising platform. It's no longer big news when big data leaks occur, but Facebook, they had a particularly noteworthy leak. 500 million Facebook users' hacked information was posted for free to a database with information including phone numbers, locations, email addresses, and biographical information. The information 
uh, the information could be used to commit fraud and even impersonate individuals. The leak, it actually occurred in 2019, and the vulnerability has since been patched. It's been on the market for some time for scammers, but now it's free for any scammer who wants access. As part of its accessibility push, TikTok is allowing creators to automatically generate captions for their videos on the platform. It will also be made available in English and Japanese, with more languages supported coming soon. Automatic captions can be edited by users if, for example, the automation technology doesn't get everything quite right. House Party is getting a bit of Twitch action with a new integration with Fortnite that lets users stream their gameplay from within the House Party app. Now, House Party is meant for connecting with friends, so its use case is pretty different than that of Twitch, which is for broadcasting to the many. But it's interesting to see House Party getting into the gaming uh, into gaming a little bit more. YouTube has introduced a new video ad experiment that allows brands to show different versions of ads to the same audience, to the same audience, that's key, with the goal of seeing what drives the most engagement. The feature is useful for advertisers looking to drive conversions, but it could also be used for brand advertising with the ability to measure KPIs like brand lift. Twitch announced that it will start banning users who harass others on or off Twitch thanks to an expansion of its off-service misconduct policy. The means This means that Twitch will be evaluating misbehavior across social platforms. Twitch, along with many other platforms, has been actively re-evaluating its harassment policies as really the microscope on those harassment policies has really ramped up. Twitter's made some updates to improve its commerce offering, including a new About section for brand profiles that can be used to house information like, like location, hours, contact info. More brands now have access to branded likes also, enabling them to change the heart icon that's that you commonly see with likes into a custom animated icon. It's also giving brands expanded placements for timeline takeovers. And lastly, soon iOS users will have the option to opt out of IDFA tracking thanks to iOS 14.5's update. And ad tracking companies have been concerned about losing access to this valuable piece of data. But we have this new study from AppsFlyer. That's a mobile attribution platform. So maybe take this study with a grain of salt. They estimated that opt-in rates could be as high as 45%, much higher than the previously 2 to 20% uh, previously estimated. Regardless, platforms and companies are, figure, are trying to figure out ways to Figuring out their approach should users choose to opt out, including uh, PNG, which has worked to develop a device fingerprinting technique, which is in testing in China. That would allow it to gather data for ad targeting. The technique called CAID, C-A-I-D, which I've talked about on the podcast before, is being developed by the China Advertising Association. So Apple is going to need to figure out how to address such practices, or it risks rolling out a fairly ineffectual update. All right, that's it for episode 442 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I always want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to Brave Ad World at gmail.com. I can be found on Twitter at T Wiggert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.